Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, October 7th at Keeneland. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Second day of Fall Stars weekend and a fantastic card. Five graded stakes races. The last three are grade ones. We're going to take a look at the late pick four that starts in the seventh race with the grade two Thoroughbred Club of America. But there's a grade two stake in the sixth that starts the uh, all-turf pick three bet. That's the Woodford. And then uh, Jim Race 7, that we're going to talk about here in a second, uh, not only starts the All-Stakes Pick 4 at Keeneland on Saturday, but it launches a Keeneland Breeders' Keeneland Santa Anita Breeders' Cup Pick 6. Three races in Kentucky, three in California, right? Yeah, they're all Breeders' Cup Challenge races, so winning your end. Um, we, uh, that was the brainchild of Peter Rotundo, from, formerly from Breeders' Cup, now working for First, which is Stronic. And so he called me a couple months ago, and we worked this out in, uh, you know, six great races. I mean, they're, they're Breeders' Cup level quality, obviously. The winners go to Breeders' Cup. So uh, it's going to include the uh, TCA, the Breeders' Security, and the um, Coolmore Mile from Keeneland, and then the Chandelier, the Rodeo Drive, and the American Pharaoh from Santa Anita. So look for those PPs. There will be a separate section of PPs in Equibase uh, on DRF. And on our website, uh, free this afternoon on Thursday afternoon as we're taping this. So, uh, yeah, uh, big deal. It's a, it's a nice bet. One dollar minimum, 15% takeout, no carryover provision. So it's going to pay out on Saturday. So I think it's going to be a, a unique wagering opportunity. Also, the sixth race at Kingman, uh, starts the, um, All Stakes pick five as well. So we're going to do the All Stakes pick four. Ah. Good point. Missed that one, but you're right. There's just so much going on, so it's a uh, great day for horse players. Let's jump into the seventh race, starting the All-Stakes Pick 4. It's the Grade 2 TCA. Phillies and Mares, three and up, going six furlongs. How did you see this one shaking out? Well, the two horses are going to take the most money, Wicked Halo and Ugari. Race to the, you know, come out of the same race, uh, Wicked Halo. I'm just going to draw a line through that one. Uh, she was, it was only a five horse race. I don't know how you get in so much trouble in a five horse race, but she did. Uh, she was wide, uh, she was four wide at a five horse race, and then she got beat by sixes, or I guess eight and three quarters. Gasleon, I don't think, once he saw she could not win, did not, did not, uh, persevere with her, as they say. So I'm going to say, I mean, she went off at less than two to five there, one to five at 39 cents on the dollar. So if you draw a line through that one, she ought to be even money here. But Ugari did beat her last time. Pratt takes the mount back. So you got to consider her as well. So those, those are my top two, without a doubt. I'm also going to use Static Fire uh, for Brian Lynch and Christian Torres. Uh, $80,000 optional claimer win at Kentucky Downs and won by almost two lengths in a good field, in a full horse, uh, ten horse field, and uh, beat Happy Soul that day, was three to one, um, that was off a layoff since last December, and uh, she ran the best race of her life, uh, wire to wire. It looks like that she may get the lead here unless Fire on Time gets it, the two horse for Garcia and Romans, but Static Fire, I think the way the race shakes out. Uh, it's going to be fit coming out of that six-and-a-half furlong turf race at Kentucky Downs, shortening up to six furlongs. So I think she's got a big shot as well. Those three are the ones I'm going to use starting off pick four. Uh, if I had to pick a winner, I think Wicked Halo. I'm going to draw a line through the last one, the open mind, and just say that she's going to return to her winning ways. And she's also won, this, won a race at Keeneland, the Raven Run, in October of 22. 
I kind of had the same uh, look as you did. I ended up on Wicked Halo, uh, mainly because of that impressive victory in the Raven Run here last fall. So I'm going to forgive the last race and think she's ready for her best shot in uh, this spot and uh, get a chance to punch her ticket to the Breeders' Cup. Uh, I have Static Fire next. I thought that was an impressive 2023 debut last time. And maybe I haven't talked to Brian Lynch, wondering if this was the spot they had picked out and that race at Kentucky Downs was just the prep. But it was a nice prep if it was with a 90 buyer figure that uh, stacks up well against this group. And, you know, with the second start off the, the long layoff, she could certainly improve. Uh, she probably need to, but I think she can. Yugiri uh, has won two out of her last three, so you got to include her. And then Happy Soul would be the other one I would take a look at. Um, it's Wesley Ward, third start off the layoff. Not sure if she's quite good enough, uh, but on her best day, maybe she could, and uh, you'll get a little better price than you will on the, the top two choices in here. And uh, prices, I think, are going to be hard to find in this particular multi-race sequence, so uh, that's why I'm going to include uh, happy soul to have a, another shot at a little bit of a price. The eighth race, second leg of the All Stakes Pick Four, is the Grade One First Lady presented by UK Healthcare, and I think this goes through the Chad Brown barn. Uh, it took White Beam on top. Uh, grade One Diana was kind of a breakthrough for her as a four-year-old. Uh, Pratt rides her back. Uh, I think as a four-year-old, she has a license to have some more upside, and uh, I'm going to give her the slightest of edge over in Italian, who she beat last time, just at a head bob in Italian, loves it here. Uh, just thinking that uh, she's, she runs her race, but it's about the same race, speed figure-wise, and uh, maybe White Beam might have a little bit more upside left. Uh, Gam's Mission, I would uh, consider if you want to go deeper. She loves Keeneland, third race off a break. And then Gina Romatica won a grade one here for Chad Brown, so it's another Chad Brown runner. He could certainly go one, two, three in here. Uh, as he's done before, but I took White Beam over in Italian, and uh, I'm just going to use those two when we get to the pick four. How about you? I went the other way. I think in Italian, getting back to Keeneland, in the Diana, she ran a good race. She got beat a nose by her stablemate, and White Beam came on the outside, got a perfect trip in a five-horse field. I just think that in Italian, two out of three here at Keeneland, uh, the two, two of the best races of her life was last fall when she won the First Lady and then came back and finished second in the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf uh, to the Foreign Horse Tuesday. So she's going to be on the lead. Uh, she looks like, I don't I don't believe this name is okay, can run with her, so I think she's going to control the pace. And I don't think White Beam is going to run her down this time. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to single her. I'm going to use a weird, crazy horse for a crazy reason. I'm going to throw in Evie Jet. And the reason I'm doing that is personal. Uh, I hit a nice little pick five at uh, Saratoga, when she won the Boston Spa at 29 to 1. And that day I only used her because Jonathan Kinchin said, I like every horse in the race except Evie Jets. So my theory is that if Jonathan likes every horse in the race but one, I'm going to use them all. And sure enough, Evie Jets uh, won at 29 to 1 and Keita, really nice pick five for me. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to use Evie Jets just because she's getting better. Uh, that race sets her up well for this. Uh, she cuts back from a mile and 16th to a mile. Uh, she's on the outside, can track the speed, and um, Ortiz takes them out. I just think she's got a shot at 10 to 1. I'm, I'm not going to use white beam. I think an Italian's better than white beam. So I'm going to stand on that, and I'm going to use heavy jets for a long shot just in case something crazy happens. 
Next up, it's two-year-olds in the grade one Claiborne Breeders Futurity at a mile and a 16th. You've got uh, a couple of really impressive maiden breakers in here from the Cox Barn and the Pletcher Barn. Uh, Timberlake uh, was uh, very well regarded in a stake at uh, Saratoga last time, got burned up in a, in a hot pace. Uh, how do you see this one? I see that it goes through locked. Um, that race at Saratoga was just so impressive. Um, he, goes, he pulls off and wins by seven and a quarter. After debuting at Saratoga at six furlongs, the stretch out suited him very well, and this mile of 16th won't be any problem either. Uh, Gunrunner has thrown some really nice runners, and this is another one. If you go back and watch that race at Saratoga, he looks like a derby contender, and I would be shocked if he doesn't run well here. Um, but I'm not going to single. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I've got enough money. I'm putting together a reasonable ticket. I'm going to use Timberlake. There is a chance that uh, that Brad ships this horse to New York. Um, he's cross-entered in the Champagne. So uh, right now, as we take this, we don't know, but that that is a possibility. But if he runs here, he's got a big shot. The hopeful was uh, a strangely one-run race with Nutella Fella, a really huge long shot winning it. And um, going back to his maiden winner at Ellis, he was very impressive. The wine steward for Mike Maker coming out of the funny side at Saratoga is uh, basically three for three. So he's taking steps up, maiden special, listed stakes, listed stakes. Um, the funny side was for state breads last time out, but he won the best for Manor at, at Ellis Park, which is a Churchill race at Ellis Park. And uh, that's usually a pretty good key to this race. Best for Manor horses have done very well here. And then Austin rode the other Brad Cox, and that may be why Brad ships Timberlake to New York, because he's got a big shot with this one. That 88 buyer at Ellis uh, on debut was impressive. Uh, Stronghold came out of that race to win next time out, so it's a strong maiden race uh, at Ellis, and uh, that, this horse has a big shot. So I'm a little four deep in here. The obvious choice is locked, but uh, you know there's a chance that one of these other two-year-olds has gotten better since the last race. I'm on the same four as you are, except that I took Awesome Road on top I think um, the horse that he beat last time, I was down at Churchill on Sunday, and Stronghold was super impressive and was 10 lengths ahead of third place in the previous start when he lost to Awesome Road. So uh, that was a very impressive showing by Awesome Road to beat a good horse in Stronghold. Uh, Cox is really good on the sprint-to-route angle, so I don't think the stretch-out's a problem. Great pedigree for that. I think it's uh, horses out of an AP Indy Indy Mayor, so... Um, he should have no trouble stretching out. Locked, uh, similar lack of concern for the stretch out. Super impressive and a maiden win up at Saratoga, as you mentioned, on uh, September 1st. So could certainly see either one of those two. But I think you make a good point about the wine steward. I would uh, encourage folks to definitely include that horse on pick four and pick five tickets to help uh, boost the price if he wins because – the other horses are coming off maiden wins, and uh, this horse is three for three, so he's run twice against winners and won both times and has steadily improved his buyer figure in every race. So uh, do not overlook uh, the wine steward in here. Uh, but awesome road for me. And finally, we wrap up the all-stakes pick four with the grade one Coolmore Turf Mile, three and up at a mile on the turf at Keeneland. And... I think there are two in here that I think are maybe a notch above the rest. Master of the Seas is my pick. That race in Woodbine was just ultra impressive, just dominated the field. Previously uh, had a uh, super time form rating that would equate to about a 110 buyer figure in his previous start in Europe. Great record at the one-mile distance. 
up to the mark. I could see having a shot to beat him. Might need a little more distance than a mile, but um, did run in the uh, the Maker's Mile back in the spring and ran well. And off that, had two big grade one wins at Churchill and uh, at Belmont. And uh, really got good this spring for uh, Pletcher. And so if this horse, and there's no reason to think he won't be ready off the layoff, uh, I could see a, a big effort for him. Uh, set piece, if you want to go deeper, might be worth a look, just because this is a horse that I think the Barnes always had a high opinion of and have been stretches where he just didn't seem like he was fulfilling all of his, his potential. But last time, he was super impressive in winning the Arlington Million at Colonial. And maybe he's finally uh, putting it all together here later in his career. So I uh, that was his best race probably since the spring of 22. And then uh, another one to consider would be Indestructible, just because uh, that one kept top company over in Europe. And um, I think is is worth a look as well. But I really think it's going to be Master of the Seas or up to the mark in the Coolmore Turf Mile. But what do you think? Well, I have those four, plus I have one more. I'm going to throw in Annapolis um, simply because – uh, the best race he ever ran was in this race last year. Um, he's coming back in decent form. He won. The, he finished second in the four-star Dave to Casa Creed, ran right behind Casa Creed and Kelso, and then ran at Kentucky Downs and Mint Million, went off at even money, and uh, was there at the top of the stretch and then faded. Uh, some horses don't like Kentucky Downs. I'm going to kind of draw a line through that one. If you do that, the 101 buyer and four-star Dave and the 103 buyer in the turf mile here last year certainly make him fit here and he's six to one with pratt i'm never going to not use my uh Flavian pratt in a big turf race up to the mark and master of the seas are going to be the two favorites uh charlie appleby was not doing that well at saratoga but he took this horse to woodbine and won easily and uh wheels him back on only what three weeks rest uh maybe that's okay he's done it before there's a three-week gap in his races in europe and these horses uh do run a lot but in that three-week gap there he shipped from uh, he was in um, um the uae and he ran in the uh, dubai turf and didn't run very well off a three-week uh comeback so um master of seas has a question mark behind him for me uh gonna use set piece for bad cox uh broke through in the arlington million last time at colonial and then i'm also going to use indestructible simply because i don't know much about this horse the time form ratings for master of the seas are much better but uh, the fact that they shipped him here from Goodwood after a couple of not not great efforts over there means they, they still think a lot of him. This is a grade one. It's a big step for him. But the European runners do well in this turf course. So I'm going to go five deep in the pick four. All right. Time to structure the pick four tickets. Tell me about yours. All right. I've got a $60 ticket, I believe. One, four, six with three, eight with one, two, three, nine with one, two, four, five nine for sixty bucks. I went forty-eight dollars. One, four, five, six with two, three, with one, two, three, nine, with one, five, four for a forty-eight dollar ticket on the uh, late pick four, the All Stakes pick four on the Saturday card. Uh, it is a, a fantastic uh, card. Again, don't forget about the uh, the bet uh, linking. The Breeders' Cup Challenge races at Keeneland and at Santa Anita, three at each track, and you can uh, play that as a separate bet, uh, a pick six on the six races, uh, three from each track between Keeneland and Santa Anita. So definitely uh, take a look at that one. And we will be back for the Sunday card for our next edition of the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.